Like, I want to see some weird stuff, man. I want to see yeah. where this goes. So I'm, I'm all on board, man. I'll take shrooms before I watch it. And I'll be set. <laughs> Welcome to the What's Our Verdict TV podcast, where we fashion ourselves television judge and jury. My name is JJ Crowder. I'm here with my co-host, Ian Anderson. Some shit. And Jay Vinson. Hola, amigos. Feliz uh, Navidad. Sweet. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Do you ever find yourself wondering if you should take the time to set your TiVo, record a TV show each week, spend that money on the streaming service, or invest hours in binging that show that all of your friends are telling you to watch? Well, we're here to answer that question for you. We put TV shows on trial, discuss the facts, pass judgment, and let you know our verdict. To check out our other episodes, if you're joining us on Facebook or Instagram, you can head to our website using the link in our bio. If you're on YouTube, the link's in the description down below. And you can also listen to us wherever fine podcasts are found spotify apple podcast stitcher ghana just to name a few and as always to listen watch it's always free today we are doing something a little different so instead of reviewing a tv show or an episode of a tv show we're going to jump in and discuss the new star wars shows that were announced during disney's investor day i'll warn you that spoiler there may be spoilers for the mandalorian depending on where the conversation goes i'm sure there might be a few here and there but nothing too major but if you want to avoid spoilers you might want to wait until this releases on tuesday with the podcast other than that let's start from the beginning so we know that the next content that we'll see from Star Wars is the Book of Boba and that will release in December 2021. That one wasn't actually part of the investor call. John Favreau pulled it, called in a favor from Disney and said, can you just give me that one instead of announcing it at the call? Can you wait so that he can do, obviously we saw this post- credits introduction to that particular show what we know about it is that it will be a limited series it's only four episodes from what i have read and found and it makes sense because they also announced that the mandalorian would release in december 2021 and there are five fridays in december so (laughs) there's a good chance that we have four episodes of boba and maybe the mandalorian drops the last week of december something like that or there are rumors that it may push the mandalorian into early 2022 but chances are they'll find a way to get it out and about to us in December at some point. But what are you guys hoping to see from the Book of Boba? Mayhem. Mayhem. (laughs) It would be funny if they could get the actor Mayhem. That'd be hilarious. There you go. (laughs) I personally really liked what they did by the way they announced it. I would imagine in later years of showing the Mandalorian, they're going to leave out the December 2021 part because that was mm-hmm. something that really threw me off when they did it. I was like, I've never seen even in Avengers. It's like the Avengers will assemble, not they're going to be coming next summer. Yeah. And so but then when we got on the episode and you guys were telling me like, oh, shit, that's when it wasn't announced on the Vester call. That's when the Mandalorian starts. It was like a great play on dates. <laughs> and so I'm, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm glad that it's not going to be and we even talked about how it could be season three of The Mandalorian. And I'm very happy that's not going to be yeah. glad that we get our own little mini series and they're going to keep it, you know, a mini series. I imagine the episodes will be much longer than the 30 minute episodes we get with Mando. So more than likely, it'll be like a four hour movie about Boba. We can hope. I think for me, the one thing I really want from this show, and I'm 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 excited to see future Boba, like what we've already seen with Boba, where he is now. I think I want that to be the majority of the show, if I'm being honest. But I would really like to see, and I think they're missing the boat if they don't do how he got out of the Sarlacc pit, at least. Like I think you have to show that to really please us wretched, very picky Star Wars fans. So I think that's the question. You just gotta know, right? And I guess they could keep it a mystery, but for me, that's the big one that I'm hoping 
hoping to see. And then I think just seeing more and more of Boba Fett and, you know, Fennec Shand, I think that's just a great time because they were so fun to watch in the Mandalorian this season. So, so JJ, yeah. kind of curious because obviously he was a bounty hunter before and I just don't feel like he's going back to the bounty hunting life or he wouldn't have just, you know, did what he did at the end of that end of credits scene. I'm kind of curious, is there any stuff out from the prior old canon that might give us some idea of like what his goals are, what he thinks he, where he, where he might go with this? Because I have no idea what they're going to, story they're going to tell about Boba. Just kind of leave it just, I mean, he masters a bunch of people and he takes over and it's like, oh, okay, well, what are you going to do with that? Yeah, that's a great question. That's There's so much. There was a whole huge comic release for Boba when, you know, in the old EU, the extended universe and the old canon, much of which had to do with there were just like there was with his dad, Django. And that story kind of continued on where he was a big part of the Mandalorian future. To be honest, I feel like they changed him a lot when he was in the Clone Wars. And then I think he had an appearance in Rebels, if I remember right, as well, to where you saw him as kind of a teenage and a child and how he was becoming coming a bounty hunter and you see him with a slew of bounty hunters that you see him with like in you saw him with most of the group of bounty hunters that you saw him with in empire strikes back so when vader's talking to him and there's that whole group like at least a couple of those bounty hunters were with him in this animated version so i really expect to see a lot of him there's two things that he was up for and that was one he wanted vengeance for his daddy hated the jedi because Django got killed by mace windu i don't think you see much of that continue because i think obviously so you know that there's not enough Jedi for him to be really pissy about that anymore. At this point, the other piece that I really, they lean into is him becoming heavily into the underworld was something that he leaned into as a child in these animated versions. So I think what I'm imagining they're going to see is this really leaning into him taking over the huts, like Jabba the Hutt, or, you know, we saw that he took out Bib Fortuna to take the throne, but leading that criminal enterprise, I'm kind of interested to see if it's going to be some sort of like almost mafioso style show where you got the new boss and now you got him leading this criminal syndicate right which could be interesting which he did have some of that in the comics when he came out but he just tended to be more when he came out of the the sarlacc pit like it was more in the comics it was more leaning in towards the mandalorian influences and leaning towards how do i you know focus on becoming more into that mandalore though he did get into some of the criminal underworld but he did it more for the purpose of gaining notoriety and and with that mandalore thing and i just don't see them leaning into him with the Mandalore thing. You've already got now Din Djarin, who has the Darksaber, who by rights could claim leadership of Mandalore. You have Bo-Katan, who wants leadership and has a right to it as well. So I just don't see them pushing him towards that piece. I really think you'll see him being this underworld taking over the huts territory, maybe causing problems for the other huts across the universe now that he's taken over that because probably the hub of criminal activity is Tatooine when it comes to that. So <laughs> it's a it's a big one for him to run. But yeah, the t- the, the comics, I just, I just don't see him going that route because it was so much more leaning towards his Mandalorian roots or lack thereof, depending on where you think about it. But. I don't see that either. I do have faith that, you know, you're going to get an answer for what happened in the Sarlacc pit because these are the same people who uh, in the beginning of season one, you know, they gave us that Taika Waititi droid and then <laughs> at the end, they gave us a whole flashback to his to his life since Mando shot him and 
and made us care about this character. So they can do something like that in the book of Boba, but also just from the film character's arc, from what I've seen, because I haven't watched Clone Wars yet or Rebels or, or read the comics, but it seems like it's a step up from being a bounty hunter. It's like when you're a bounty hunter, you're like the worker. But when you're a king or whatever the fuck he's trying to be, it comes with a throne. You get to sit down. You get to chill. It's like every guy's arc. You know, they go from working to being the boss because fuck working. So I hope that's what it turns into. I would love to see a mafioso type of setup with him in the Star Wars world, especially with the huts. Make them like big Italian fucking scary guys, man. That would be fucking awesome. Bring out Pizza the Hut. Oh, wait, that's the wrong show. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think they'll lean heavy into that, and I am excited to see it. I, I'm interested to see how he changes it because he's obviously got some level of honor right? Because of the promise that he kept with, but is that because it was a uh, technically a fellow Mandalorian? What, you know, who, who knows where that all came from, but I'm interested to see if he kind of leans into more trying to bring to the whole honor amongst thieves or honor amongst bounty hunters, or if he even just turns it away from the criminal enterprise and leans into maybe his own guild of bounty hunters. Mm -hmm. I mean, who knows? I think you could probably see that where we know that on the other side, Grief Karga is kind of going legit as on his planet and not necessarily doing the bounty hunter thing. He's more, you know, he's becoming the leader of this whole planet, really, especially on that, that outpost. So maybe he becomes a new bounty guild leader. Who knows? I think there's a lot of opportunity for what they do with him. But moving past Boba, we know that following that will come season three of The Mandalorian. I'm really excited about that, obviously, too. Like I said, if you guys haven't checked it out, shameless plug, you can go listen to our podcast or watch our episodes here on Facebook or YouTube. We did do a, a deep dive breakdown of each episode, all eight episodes of the most recent season. So go check that out. Season three, I really want to see this tension. The more I think about it, I'm okay with Grogu being off with Skywalker. I really want to see how the leadership of Mandalore storyline is going to play out. And I feel like I can't see all of that and how in-depth it could be and different sides of that if Grogu's around because I think we just focus so much on Grogu and how that that dynamic plays out that I think I'm, I'm ready to see this story of who's going to lead Mandalore. What are we going to do to bring this planet back? Obviously, it's been glassed from by the Empire and just destroyed, but I, what is the extent of that destruction? What can we do to move this forward? That's what I'm excited. What about you guys for Mandalorian Season 3? You know, as I look back on like the Mandalorian and watching the first two seasons, Seasons. Grogu was a lot of fun, but if I, once you take that away, it is this the lore and the storyline of Mandalore that's really kind of pulled me in. Mm -hmm. um, and even because I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think even uh, Din Djarin says something about the planet being like unhospitable and Bo-Katan's like, you, you know, there's enough there. Like we can take this back. So I keep shrouding this stuff from different perspectives and in darkness. And like you kind of have to sift through and is this right or is that right? Uh, even with the multiple perspectives of different Mandalorians and how they feel Mandalorians should act and be and all that stuff. So I'm super excited to learn more about just Mandalorians in general and see more of the culture and the different creeds and how that's all going to play out because I think that's been super interesting. Interesting enough that it got me watching <laughs> the Clone Wars and the animated series to get a little more about that. So And there is a lot of Mandalorian content in both of those shows. So, yeah. And, and like, so I don't know if you guys watch these like fan made 
art pieces on YouTube for like Game of Thrones. It'll be like Jon Snow, the White Wolf. And it'll be like all mm-hmm. the best scenes with like great music. Like I love these things. They've been doing that for Mando. And Mando's mm-hmm. story is so wrapped around Gorgu. And like I watched like a video about how him showing his face at the end and when he starts to cry, like that's when, I mean, this guy was reading way too much into what Baby Yoda's face can do. <laughs> but he was saying, but that's when Baby Yoda became calm with his future. Mm-hmm. Which and, and this show does so many points of view. One of the things I did want to bring up that I found out when I posted the episode we did with Bill Burr, I, mm-hmm. I wrote something about his comedy and I was kind of wrong there because uh, the big thing is I remember he hates Star Wars. He oh. fucking hates Star Wars, dude. And his comedy is like, fuck that pew, pew, pew shit. And, uh, but you know what? He, he saw this character and this world, well, besides the world, just Mandalorian, they're able to do it from so many different points of view that I think we're going to get a lot of the Darksaber because what, what else is a man of honor to do when he's bestowed upon with like responsibility you know what i mean he can't just apparently he can't just fall over and say bo katan won so we're gonna see what happens with that but i think that it's going to ultimately tie back into grogu at the end i feel like he's gonna have the chance to become like the king and he's gonna lay that shit down because he has like some sort of awareness or some word that because i just watched the fucking last trilogy and i'm like yeah grogu would die with the rest of those fucking people that kylo killed i don't think they're gonna end it like that and and he and and one of the ones I, I saw that the the fan thing was called like the promise and like everything's focusing on that promise that you know I, I will see you again so it's gonna ultimately get back to him even John Favreau said we can call him baby Yoda we don't have to call him Grogu <laughs> so that makes me feel good that it's going to come back but even like uh, Bryce Hallis Howard I read who directed some of my favorite episodes she said you know he's cute but you can only play that note so many times sure and so maybe when we see him, he'll have fucking aged. Maybe he'll be, I would love to see a Gorgu, like the original Star Wars Yoda that mm-hmm. they did in The Last of the Jedi, you know, like the the puppet one. Mm-hmm. Uh, man, if he's just like a stone Yoda, like talking nonsense, I'll be so happy with that. Mando. <laughs> Yeah, have you guys seen the new video that's out that Robert Rodriguez posted on, like, Twitter? I think it was. So uh, he, he directed the episode where the tragedy, so when they're on the, the planet right. with the, the stone that he's sitting on calling out to the Jedi. So he directed that episode, and it showed, he plays guitar. They got him sitting next to the animatronic Grogu Baby Yoda, and he's playing this song, and they're making Baby Yoda, like, dance and, like, <laughs> jam out. to. It's hilarious. You really should Google it. Go to YouTube. YouTube, because it's funny because this dude's just playing guitar and he's just sitting there got his arms up and his head's bobbing back and forth so his little ears are flopping around while he's dancing hysterical stupid <laughs> funny it's like 30 seconds of pure entertainment so we talked a lot about the mandalorian up until today so i kind of i don't want to spend too much time there but the next show i want to talk about is one i'm probably most excited about as you guys can see i got my lovely new shirt i'm just stoked about it ahsoka so this show will be directly connected to the mandalorian same timeline it's gonna star rosario dawson she's coming back for the show to be the title character and i think it's safe to say that in some way and we'll talk more about this once we talk about the next show as well uh it's gonna wrap those three shows up but I'm safe to say, I think at least Grand Admiral Thrawn will be involved by name. I'm hoping that at least the Ezra Bridger and Sabine Wren, since there's a de- direct connection to the Rebels show, now that they've tied in Thrawn to Ahsoka with her search for him, that that tie into Rebels will play out during this, this show, Ahsoka, at some point. 
And I have some other theories about the other show, which we'll talk about in a minute. But I am tickled pink that Ahsoka's getting her own show. As I've said many times, talking to you guys throughout our our reviews, I she is by far my favorite of the newly introduced characters that are outside of the movie universe, those nine movies. Like she is absolutely my favorite. I've been sending Ian. I'm working on a, a model set for her new lightsabers, the katana looking blades like she has in the show, building those and painting models is a tedious effort, I'm finding. <laughs> but I'm stoked to get it done. Uh, I just love Ahsoka. I think what Rosario did with the one episode she had in The Mandalorian was really great. So I'm really excited to see what she can do with her own show and how they're going to tie that into the universe. What do you guys think about as far as I know, Ian, you've been watching Rebels or Clone Wars. So you're kind of a little bit more familiar with her backstory. But I want to hear both of your thoughts. What are you thinking about Ahsoka and her new show coming up? Well, if they can do if it can be the level of that episode in Mandalorian that Ahsoka was in, I'm going to thoroughly enjoy this, this series. Cause man, that was, I can't remember if I said this on here or not, but she immediately jumped up to my new favorite, like Jedi to watch kind of a thing. So I I'm pretty excited to see what they do. Uh, I like the, I, cause you, we kind of mentioned last time that these shows are going to have some tie in event where they're going to kind of come together. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm super excited to see how Ahsoka plays into that. So it'll be fun. It'll be good. Yeah, same here. I'm super like you said, there's there's another one on the list that we'll talk about next. But there's there's three that I know this one, John Favreau and Dave Filoni, mm-hmm. they're going to be heading up this one as well as the Mandalorian, probably Boba. And then the next one that we're talking about. And those are the ones that I'm super stoked about besides one or two others. Yeah. But um, I am. Yeah, I, I am. <laughs> I saw a little bit of Clone Wars. I am. Mm-hmm. Nice. I want to do the movies one more time before I go there. So sure. I did like the episodes and I'm getting there. But I understand why they casted Rosario Dawson. She looks great. She's a great actress. She can handle it. You know, still, it looks very interesting. I keep forgetting she's a Jedi. Honestly, I feel like she's a bounty, like this bounty hunter with lightsabers. But yeah, that <laughs> but that makes me even more excited, though, because like I told you guys, I watched the new trilogy and I have so many questions about the Jedi. And I'm hoping that they, they delve into that a lot deeper and I can see what Jedi I can do more than just by the way new trilogy joke floating rocks or whatever the fuck which by the yeah. way another thing i saw on the last jedi was uh when luke throws his uh lightsaber behind him and the second one those little bird things one's like about to like turn it on the other one has his eye inside yeah. the hole and i got the fucking joke i was like holy shit i've seen this movie like seven times and now i get the joke yeah. <laughs> but so yeah i'm looking very forward to it i think that we're in good hands with uh with these three that are coming out already in the next one as well um and i know another one that they're doing that's in very good hands so I, i'm very excited yeah. yeah i'm really i'm i'm tickled too because ahsoka is going to be written and it's written exclusively by dave filoni which is great because he created this character he's been with this character from the beginning and through her development and her you know maturation from being a child in the original setup of clone wars throughout you know maturing a little bit during that up until what would you know adulthood and in, in rebels and where we've seen her now so he's been very much a part of because he did direct he wrote and directed the episode that she was in of the mandalorian he co-wrote that episode with favreau and then he directed that episode so he's been with her from the beginning every time she's been a, she's appeared he's been a part of it so i'm excited that he's taking the reins on this show because I think that just provides the best opportunity for, you know, continuity and in, in this character to be what she's meant to be and what she always has been. Because like I said, she's my favorite. I, I love her. She's very annoying in the movies, they, like the Clone War movies, the two part movie. She and, and I found out later that he wrote her that way. Like you 
they wanted you not to like her because it's you automatically hate something like that where you bring in this new main character major character with a bunch of characters that you know and love already you naturally tend to dislike her or them so he leaned into that we're gonna not i'm gonna make it so she's kind of annoying on top of it and she was like she was pretty annoying at first but then you Mm -hmm. she grows on you because she you just start to see her become like that maturation you see it and it's really it works which I yeah, yeah, so I'm really excited about that. That's that's why I have like uh when we ended last episode, we were talking after the episode, which I think I mentioned to Alec in comments, you know, that we were talking about what was it about like how ah fuck, I was losing my train of thought on that one. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh no, 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 Dave Filoni about how he's in uh George Lucas's head, you know what yeah. I mean? And for somebody to have created this character, if they would have handed this project off to anybody else, I'd be like, Oh fuck, but you yeah. know, keep it in his hands, please. For sure. So you You've mentioned it a little bit that there's another show that's connected and that show is called the rangers of the new republic this one's interesting there's not a lot that's known about this one um except that it is taking place in the the timeline of the mandalorian and that it will be part of this crossover event that will connect all three shows so the mandalorian the rangers of the new republic and ahsoka will all culminate in a crossover event marvel style crossover and i assume that thrawn they're setting thrawn up to be kind of like the thanos for this Mm. group of shows which makes a lot of sense he's that level of villain to me so i i really like that but this is the third show i'm assuming in my assumption and then i'll turn it over to you guys to talk about kind of maybe what you're hoping for or what you might think but i think that you'll see at the very least the x-wing pilot that we saw a couple of times in the mandalorian i cannot think of the actor's name but he's the asian character that talked to cara dune and gave her made her marshal of that planet oh, i yeah. don't think you the other one that you saw with him is dave filoni in the in the la, the first season and then again in the second episode of this season the most recent season that was dave filoni i just don't think he'll have the time to star as one of these you might see another cameo from him but i what do you guys think? I think that you'll see when I, when I see Rangers of the New Republic, that's what I think is I immediately go to these these pilots that we've seen a couple of times. So I'll be honest, like with a lot of these, I haven't dove into maybe the speculation or what they could be about because I get too excited and then I have to wait for who knows how many years these things to actually come out. <laughs> uh, so plus I, the news isn't always true remember that true. yeah apparently since they kind of threw us all through a loop on the second season of mandalorian they're just kicking out like flat, flat out lives yeah oh yeah <laughs> exactly, exactly. it's easy to trick viewers when you just straight up lie to them <laughs> exactly. and i'm okay with it i like surprises so i'm okay yeah, with me it. too i am super this is might be one of my most the one that i'm most excited for because I was so all of these I was kind of like reading down the list of the shows and movies and I was like man they really are like you know what like they they took a Star Wars movie and they're like what's your favorite aspect of it do you like the Rangers do you like the I imagine visions will probably be like Jedi visions do you like the Jedi visions do you like the droids well I like the fucking Rangers I like the Rangers and the droids man I can't wait to see the Rangers I don't imagine Dave Filoni like maybe he's not even really an actor maybe he's good for cameos but yeah I feel like we are gonna see definitely what you mentioned that guy and however it kind of flushes out i just hope that we get a few episodes that they've given us in mandalorian where we just kind of like sit with mando you know what i mean and it's just mm-hmm. like 
I want to sit with some fucking rangers, see what their job's like. Do they pull people over for like space traffic stops? Like what really happens? I'm I'm so excited for this for this show. And I'm glad that it has John Favreau and, and this like the same. I'm glad it's gonna be part yeah. of that that three. I think that's gonna come together in a great way. And especially now that I know what the new republic is and like the the it being on the same timeline as Mando, I'm 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 very excited for this. Yeah, so let's I, I'm excited for Rangers too. I want to see how this ties together. I love that they're doing like on a small scale, kind of like what Marvel did. And I, I can't wait to see how it plays out. And I think they have the perfect connection with you know Thrawn as that Thanos type villain. So all right, guys, this is my next favorite. And I don't know, it's right on scale with Ahsoka coming up here. And the next one that I want to talk about this show on Disney Plus, Kenobi. <laughs> so yeah. Ewan McGregor returning to reprise his role as the titular Jedi Master. And then the big announcement with this one was that Hayden Christensen would also be returning as Darth Vader, which is very interesting to me because it implies to me that there will be some flashback stuff because otherwise, how would we even know? You know what I mean? <laughs> so well, hold up. These are the same people ass. who hired and Pedro Pascal to just sit in a helmet all day. So fair enough. Maybe, maybe we won't do get that. But, but I believe it's it not even his voice. Like, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and James, James Earl Jones has been doing like he did the voice for Vader in Rebels. When Vader made a couple of cameo, cameos in Rebels, he came back and did the voice for it. And he oh, did the it. voice in Rogue One as well. And so, I mean, oh, he's been coming back. So as long as that dude's still kicking, I, I think you'll probably hear that voice. It's just so iconic. And if you can get James Earl Jones, why the hell not? So, but I, I so I would assume that there's either going to be flashbacks or there will be, you know, maybe some really hardcore practical effects where they make Anakin burnt again and you show you know that that contraption that you see in a couple of the movies where at least in in empire where they his the i can't think of the word that i'm trying to say but he's got this container that's like he can take his mask off and be in there almost like an oh, iron really? maybe yeah and so you see and there's one point where one of his his admirals comes in to talk to him and you see the the things opening up and the helmet comes down and sits back down and completes itself and then he gets up and talks to him so there might be a maybe a case where he has to remove his helmet for some point and you see his face you know made up with the scarring from what's happening but it does take place 10 years after the revenge of the sith we do know that and there will be at least one showdown between former master and former padawan so obi-wan and it is confirmed at least for the through the news that i read that anakin and obi-wan will go at it one more time as vader and obi-wan so really excited for this show and i I, there's one other thing i want to see but i want to hear kind of your guys's thoughts and and what you guys are looking forward to with with obi-wan before i jump into it oh i'm really hoping to get some high ground jokes <laughs> right I would love to see a couple of those especially if they were to show down again <laughs> but yeah i'm really excited about kenobi there's just so much more potential for that story to continue we've seen so much of it already in the mainline mm-hmm. star wars movies that it's a character that everybody knows it's going to be fun to dive even deeper into his story so i'm super excited about this one yeah me too man it's uh it's mine my favorite like tie-ins to the films like one the basically it's like this and a droid story that i'm like really really looking forward to on the other side of the three and you and mcgregor man he just he hasn't really aged you know know, like uh it's like he aged so fast in the three series the three uh episodes and then he just fucking stopped after he became obi-wan i mean he looks the same as i was just watching birds of prey and he's the bad guy in that yeah yeah. (laughs) i was like yeah but 
I think that uh, now that you told me that there is like an iron lung type of thing for, and even thinking back on Star Wars, you know, he did remove his helmet in uh, the very last mm-hmm. one of the Jedi. original trilogy. And I think that that is an opportunity for an amazing story arc for Hayden Christensen, because I always, one of the things that I remember from Star Wars, even though I didn't watch the full films when I was younger, was how surprised I was when Vader took off his helmet at like mm-hmm. the humanity of him. Mm-hmm. And I think that they really need to tap into that which i'm sure they will because they hired a pretty good actor to do it. i mean not saying i loved i don't know it depends on how you feel about the original what is it the prequel yeah, uh, the I, I i i heard kevin smith one time say you know think about it like what would make somebody so dark a pissed off teenager who's mad at love <laughs> you know like i was like it does kind of make sense for a vader but if they can turn him into the man and and i was thinking yeah they when you mentioned using uh what's the guy's voice again the name James Earl Jones. Yeah, I hope I hope to God they keep using that voice because that's the Vader voice. And then with the flashbacks, I hope we get to see that kind of build up. And then um, with it being Obi-Wan's show, I mean, of course, we're going to see his character arc as well, but we kind of know where that goes. And so yeah. I'm, I'm very interested in this. I'm so happy we're able to get the prequel guys back together. Let's throw Natalie Portman in the mix. I don't care. <laughs> no kidding. And I will, to kind of touch on what you were talking about, Jay, I didn't mind Hayden Christensen in Revenge of the Sith. In fact, I actually kind of liked the way he played that for the most part. The Attack of the Clones, however, I struggled with him at times, but I don't know if it was him as much as the dialogue because he seemed, there were scenes and a lot of people, you know, mention like the scene where he talks about he killed all the sand people, the men, the women, the children, all of them. I don't mind that one because he just seems like a petulant child whose mother just died. And I get that, this overly powerful person that his mom just died i get it the one that i worried that really got me was all his interactions with padme he just mm. seemed like a creepy stalker in yeah. two. and i was like and she falls in love with him and this is this intelligent former queen now a senator who's out there i'm like really you're gonna fall for this stalker <laughs> like come on dude so i can tell you my big problem with it but I- what I can tell you this though, watching, I just am in the middle of Clone Wars right now. Okay, so what Hayden had to do, and I've, I've realized that watching it this last time, is basically he was his own character for everything besides Padme. And, you know, when becoming Vader, that's what Hayden does. Yeah. But then, because you had this kid in the first episode, and that's who Padme fell in love with, he has to act like this fucking no-actor kid. And so it makes him seem like a stalker, like a little boy looking up at you know his sister's friend all the time and it really did not play out in the movie <laughs> i agree when one uh, go thing ahead. kind of jay was talking about that i'd like to see too and maybe you guys can tell me if you felt differently but in the third one i always felt like that jump to vader was so mm-hmm. quick like there wasn't like progression to it so i'd like to kind of see i mean obviously it's about kenobi but i'd like to see almost vader's descent into the dark side a little bit more where absolutely senator palpatine is pulling them deeper and deeper into the into the dark side. So I think that would be very interesting and kind of help me rectify this guy who went from like good guy to suddenly killing younglings. You know what I mean? Like I know, that's, right? a big, that's a big jump. <laughs> to like, uh, At least like shoot somebody in the face, like some man <laughs> first or something, you know, like earn your way up to kids. It seems like a hard switch. Yeah. Um, a good thing, like just kind of to touch on that, because I don't disagree with you. I think that would be great to see a little bit more of. But just so you're aware, like if you go read 
if you're a reader, I'm a reader. So the the novelization of episode three okay. is probably one of the best novelizations of any Star Wars film I've ever seen. And it mm-hmm. gives a lot more depth to that transition for him. One of the really cool things that this author did in that was he had chap like he had introductions or in between chapters, these these interludes almost that were like, This is Obi-Wan Kenobi now, or this is Obi-Wan Kenobi five years ago. And then it goes through this paragraph or page and a half of kind of what they're feeling. And he does that for all of these characters, including Anakin. This is Anakin Skywalker now. And they do that page for Vader. And so you kind of get to see his transition a little bit better. Um, which was hard to see in the movie. But yeah, if you haven't read the the novelization of episode three of Revenge of the Sith, I highly recommend it. It's a great novelization. I think Ian's absolutely right because, okay, imagine an Obi-Wan show without having Hayden or Vader in it. It's just the good side of the force. It's just floating rocks, man. It's just meditation. (laughs) I think really with this Obi-Wan show, it's like the the biggest show besides maybe Ashoka because again, she I forget she's Jedi, but it's like the biggest show about the force. So of course, I think we need to see both sides of it in order to see one character grow we got to see the other one grow absolutely what i want to see with this and even if it's just quickly is i want maul i want to see maul so they they bring back they bring back maul in clone wars he has a great storyline in clone wars he's in rebels for a season and his in rebels the timeline's such that you could do if if the timelines align the way that in my brain which isn't perfect when it comes to the timelines but the way that I think the timelines will work. Maul should be able to be in this show if we wanted him to. And I would love to see Ray Park come back as Maul, give him a chance to play that live action. I I think it would be fantastic. Or even the guy that voices him, and I can't think of his name right off the bat either, but have him play Maul. I mean, you can put pretty much anybody under that makeup and it'll work. But I would love to see, and spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the Rebel show and you're worried about what happens to Maul, maybe you'd step away our one or two people watching us and then come back in a about 10 seconds but rebels maul is killed by he they have their final showdown maul and obi-wan so i would love to see maybe an interaction where obi-wan maybe obviously leaves tatooine i can't imagine that he stays there for 20 years without leaving the planet at least once i would love to see him leave and at that point maul finds him somewhere have a showdown in live action and i think that would be amazing so that's that's one thing i want to see out of this obi-wan show so wait they have their their final showdown in Rebels. I'm pretty sure that Obi Wan split him in half in the movie, though. <laughs> yes, but they bring him back in Clone Wars. Um, his okay. hatred for Obi Wan and the dark side keep him alive. All right, that makes sense. It, it's a real stretch of a story. It, it's a George Lucas thing, and once you get past the like, that doesn't make a ton of sense to me. I would just be works. happy to see him. Yeah, no, like, it, yeah, it's really cool. And uh, again, spoiler alert: if you haven't watched Clone Wars, like when he comes back, he's got these metal droid spider legs when he first comes back <sighs> and so he's like got like four or five legs that he's walking around he looks like a spider with <laughs> maul's body on top of it it's pretty bitching looking but it's That's a badass. weird but they talk about the dark side his his hatred for kenobi and the dark side kept him alive down there in this pit until he was able to put himself together i don't remember how they explain it. it's been a while since i've watched that those episodes but he it's an in, the storyline's a little rough to get through but once you do you're like i'm glad maul's back because because the way that they wrote him in Clone Wars, Filoni and, and Lucas wrote him in such an interesting way that he really added to that show 
when he was in it and he adds to rebels his his arc in rebels to me is one of my favorite storylines because he's attached to ahsoka who has a lot of interaction with him in clone wars as well as these rebels characters kanan jarris and and ezra bridger and he's tied into all these characters and it's really interesting and then he has a great arc his his last appearance was in the last season of clone wars where he predicts god i can't i'm not going to give it away Uh, well he had no art I was just saying, yeah. I know Ian hasn't gotten that far. So I, I, I in episode really one, he, he was, he had no arc at all. He was just a bad yeah. guy. And, yeah. and so, and I could tell, honestly, from the act. And that's why when you said bring him back, I was like, please, he had so much, like the guy was playing with layers he didn't have in the episode one. I was yeah. like, that actor's fucking good. It, it's, it's great. If you haven't watched him in these two shows, you got to. It's, it's fantastic. And I feel like they teased him in the end of Solo. And ever since yeah. then, I've been wanting to see him back on the. Oh, those. yeah. I agree. And we may Got get that up, chance. Yeah. That's another one I want to bring up here in a minute. So let's talk about this next one. The next one is Andor, which is following Cassian Andor from Rogue One. He's a Rebel Alliance spy. It will take place five years prior to Rogue One. So before Rogue One, it's a prequel series to Rogue One. And it's been described as a spy thriller. It does bring back that actor. It will also include, I think there's, they were announcing it's 12 episodes. It will release mm-hmm. in 2022 sometime. It's currently filming. And it will include Mon Ma. Mothma, who was the leader of the Rebel Alliance that we saw throughout the Rebel Alliance. So she'll be in it. So that actress coming back, but they announced there's something like 220 named characters in this show. So it's going to be monstrous and it's 12 episodes. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it because just like with Rogue One, Rogue One was so different. And I said this during one of our podcasts during the Mandalorian, it was so different. And yet it brings that familiar feeling of Star Wars back, but it allows you to kind of stray away from that 100% what we've been involved with with Star Wars for, you know, since episode four released 40 years ago. So I really like that. And I'm excited to see the tie in between the episode three and episode four, because there's just so much time gap there that we're starting to get the fill-in pieces from the different animated shows and what we've got coming up. But I'm really excited about this one because it ties so directly to the rebellion and how we're going to get up to that point. So I'm really stoked to see this show and how it's going to play out. What do you guys think about Andor? This one, I was uh, I was kind of confused at first. Like, just wasn't a character that stood out in my mind as getting its own spinoff series. Mm-hmm. Um, but like you mentioned, I if. My guess would be that this turns into more about the beginnings of the rebellion than it does about Andor. That's kind of what I'm hoping. This one, I don't know if I'm super excited, maybe just because I don't know what they're going to do with it. But yeah, I thought I was really surprised to see this as its own show. There's other stories out there that I think I I would love to see more about the Knights of Ren because those guys just kind of got brushed over. Yeah. Uh, But I think there's other stories that I would have picked before Andor, if that makes sense. So I'm hoping it's more about the rebellion. I agree. I mean, that's true. I this is one of the ones that I'm very excited about because the actor Diego de Luna or Diego de Luna. I've been following him. He's like a no name type of. I mean, not really. He's he's got like awards and maybe an Emmy or two. But since way back in the day, he did this movie with uh, the guy who ended up doing the Revenant. It was called Mi Amor Perez, and it was mm-hmm. about like a dog fighter. It was just a crazy kind of crash movie. And ever since then, whenever I see him, I'm in love with him. It's kind of like Riz Ahmed right now. You know, he yeah. was also in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. And he's actually the executive producer of this this new show. Mm. And he is such a smart individual. I, that's why I feel like it's in good hands. And, uh, you know, even though he may not be the character that, like, out of all the Star Wars 
Thor's character we want to follow. He is the one that can bridge that gap. And yeah. and for them to to make it the spy thriller, for them to and I saw the the behind the scenes thing where they said two hundred twenty something named characters, and uh, you know that's leaving out all the fucking animals you're gonna see and shit. So like just that alone, it ties into the rest of the world. And I don't know if you guys have seen, but ever since Mando season two ended, people are praising Rogue One, saying it's the best. I agree, it's the best Disney made fucking Star Wars film ever. I I, I sometimes watch it to go to sleep, and I forget about the Vader show down at the end so i gotta finish yeah. it up when i wake up but it really is it, 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 it and and i remember my boss at the time who's a huge star wars fan was like i hope they don't do this where they try to fix every little plot hole i'm like no that was a smart plot hole you know like even if they didn't fix it even if it was just a story about a man allowing his daughter to destroy this thing or whatever like yeah. it's just it was really well done vader at the end and the way it tied into luke with mando and everything with the lightsabers it's just i'm excited for it i hope that it turns out as well as i'm hoping me too and i'm with you I, I'm with both of you. I think this isn't my, I'm not as excited about this one because I don't have as much buy-in to this because I'm such an original trilogy guy and and I've really enjoyed the Rebels tie-in, things like that. But I also am interested to see how much of the, because this is an opportunity to pull a lot of extended universe stuff in as well. Some of these things, like I had a thought, I was like, man, how cool would it be? Because there was a video game called The Force Unleashed. There was a two video game series. And in the first one, there was a direct tie to building the rebel alliance now they've since you know knocked that out of canon but i would love to see some tie-in maybe to a secret that's you know? insane dude i was just thinking about the force that that video game because in the start of it you start as vader yeah it, it, like you go around just fucking kicking people's ass left and right with all the skills in the world and then you start have to restart as like somebody else and yeah. i was like they should do that but uh, that'd be awesome if they did that so i am interested to see how they play this one out uh next though is we go back to the animated universe and that is with the bad batch this will mark again the return to the star wars animated realm uh this this group of of clone troopers was introduced in the final season of clone wars so those of you that haven't seen it haven't met these guys yet but they're a lot of fun now this will take place after post it's post revenge of the sith so i'm very interested with this show to see how post order 66 will look for the this group of clones i don't want to go too far in depth because again i know ian hasn't gotten there yet so i don't want to drop too many spoilers but this is a, a an elite group of clone troopers that they call the Bad Batch because they all have, most of the clone troopers were the perfect clones of Jango Fett, right? They were designed to be soldiers. They were clean. They were cut. They were everything that they you look at as a soldier. The Bad Batch is not that. These are like- Are they the, deformed? Not they're <laughs> deformed, but they're rejects. So like they're ones that okay. aren't like the perfect versions, and but they have strengths, right? So one of them is like really bulky and super strong. One of them's really skinny and weird, but he's super smart. And so like they're just- just different they're they're defective clones in a way but they make for a great team and they've become this like i said the, the bad batch is like this elite group that they send into some very strange situations there's like two or three episodes that they're in in the final season of clone wars I, this should be a lot of fun to watch especially with it taking place place after revenge of the sith because this is a group that also their internal chip would not have made them be part of order six order 66 so i'm very interested to see how this show plays out i love the animated i and again it's it's a dave filoni thing he's he's producing it and going to be very heavily involved um and there hasn't been anything animated that he's done that i haven't just been absolutely pleased by so i'm actually looking forward to this show quite a bit with the bad batch i can't wait Ian. i can't wait for you to get to the final <laughs> i'll get there I, eventually no i know 
Yeah, yeah, no rye. But I, I'm excited for you guys to watch those because it's it's a lot of fun. They've done a lot of great things with these animated shows. So it sounds even better now that you've explained it because that is pretty cool that they got their own little like unique things going on because they just are fucked up clones. But yeah, um, I when I watched the the trailer, first of all, it looks like they finally got some Disney money because the, the, <laughs> the it does look it looks like a Pixar movie almost. The the trailer did. Yeah. Um, and and then also, you know, I was just kind of when they showed the Bad Batch symbol, it starts as Clone Clone Wars, I think, or something. And then it like kind of like switches over to Bad Batch. And I was like, oh, this must be a continuation of that of Rebels or the other animated series. And that makes sense. And I was just kind of like, eh, all right about it. But now that you tell me that they got these kind of things to them, that, that's the type of shit that gets me into a story. So, yeah, I yeah. think that would be great. And I will tell you this scene that'll get you excited. I won't give anything away too much about Bad Batch, but a memory member of the bad batch is a familiar face from the clone wars one that you'll be excited to see when you get there so he he gets inducted into the bad batch during the last season of the clone wars and oh, they've oh. said that he will join this he'll be part of the show so it, it at the very least is a cameo group so yeah i'm 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 tickled i can't wait for bad batch it's going to be a great addition to this animated universe that star wars is, has built speaking of animated let's move on to the next one called star wars visions this one's interesting because it's very different from anything else and that is this one's a 10 a series of 10 animated short films and each one of them is being made by a different anime studio so as i've read and looked into it's very much in the vein of the animatrix movie that mm -hmm. came out for the matrix where it was like 10 or 12 different little short films that were made in anime style um, by different studios and so what we know, the only quote that's come out about this show, this series is it will celebrate the Star Wars galaxy through the lens of the world's best Japanese anime creators. So should be very interesting. That sounds amazing. Really interesting. I feel like that's one of those that's either going to just tank or be amazing. <laughs> like there's not going to be a middle ground for that one. Agreed. Disney will figure it out. Trust me. If they yeah. know how to culturally appropriate, Disney does. <laughs> <laughs> but no, no. Honestly, when I read it, it up until this moment when you said that, because even earlier I was like, I imagine this Jedi visions, you know, mm -hmm. like why, what else would it be called? And and that's an aspect from Star Wars films that for better or worse is, is something I like. I mean, besides when Ray Although I, when Ray went to the dark side, I do like it was that a mirror that they had like a mirror effect. Mm -hmm. Because if you think about it, if you want all of the answers to everything, you got to really look at yourself and, and especially the way the force works. But for them to have, man, I hope they get, I have a couple people in mind. I can't think of their names, but I do hope they get them. I hope I get to see some pretty crazy Rick and Morty artistic, like weird like even the episode where it's like you know stop turning morty into a fucking uh anime or something like that like i want to see some weird stuff man i want to yeah. see where this goes so i'm I'm all on board man i'll take shrooms before i watch it and i'll be set <laughs> should be should be interested i'm interested to see how it, i always like new and different ways to to include things especially because when lucas made these he was he lived he had a lot of influencing from old japanese movies and stories and especially in like the vein of like Ronin yeah. and different things oh, like yeah. that. So there were, and I can't remember the filmmaker. It was an old Japanese filmmaker that made a lot of samurai films that he took a lot of influence from. That's why in the original trilogy, they both had they had both hands on their lightsabers whenever they fought because he was basing mm. that style on the old samurai, samurai style where you held you held the weapon with both hands. You never fought with a samurai. Never fought with one hand. It just didn't. Yeah. If you see 
at it wasn't well correct. you know what else george lucas had a bunch of back in the day when he was making these movies was drugs and well, so that's, that's why I, I hope that it's very trippy i don't know if you guys have ever seen howard the duck that's oh, yeah. george lucas on cocaine <laughs> yeah that was a that's a very interesting movie all right so the next show also very excited with this one and this one will go back to where you know ian something that you brought up but next show is lando featuring everyone's favorite scoundrel, Lando Calrissian. So very little, again, is known about this show, but there are rumors that imply that it will feature both Billy D. Williams and Donald Glover as Mm -hmm. Lando. So we may see multiple timelines being played out. This gives an opportunity where we've been introduced to Maul in this smuggler life and this criminal underground situation that was connected to Han Solo as well as Lando. I think we have an opportunity to maybe see Maul again in his live action world in this criminal underground because you know Lando's going to be involved in all of the criminal workings when it comes to young Lando especially. I'm also interested to see if maybe they have the play this playing out how Lando actually We've seen him, how he loses the, you know, the Millennium Falcon, but I also like to see how he acquires Bespin, how he becomes mm-hmm. the ruler, you know, the, the guy that is that runs Bespin. So very interested to see how that plays out. So there's a lot of backstory that could be interesting. He's one of my favorite characters that got very little feature time, especially when he first got introduced in, in uh, Empire. You see him a little more in Jedi, but he was never a main guy. He's always been kind of a, a sidekick or an assistance kind of thing, even though he did blow up the second Death Star. So so he did have a big role to play, but I, I'm 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 excited. I'm I'm cautiously optimistic about this show. I think I hope they don't bring in the young Han too much. I I want it to be Lando's show, not you know here's Han to make it better. Anyway, mm-hmm. that's kind of what I'm hoping for is is to see how he got a hold of Bespin. Is I think what I'd really like to see. I really enjoyed the solo movie and what they did with Lando in that one. So I'm. I'm excited to see this one. I really enjoyed the Lando character in both the solo movie and the originals. So it'll be interesting to learn more about his story because it's, I mean, besides Bespin and the Millennium Falcon, I don't know too much about Lando. So it'll be fun to fill in some gaps and get some more of the the Star Wars universe with Lando in it. I kind of have a little bit of a hot take on this one because one, I was going to say, I honestly wouldn't mind if they put this in the hands of Donald Glover. I don't know if you guys have seen ATL, but he's a fucking smart kid and he writes really well. And if he knows enough about Star Wars, even if they have Dave Filoni, like check it for him, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> as long as it all works out. Honestly, because of uh, his tie-ins with Han, I think we might see Solo, uh, young Solo, and probably get pissed off about it. <laughs> Honestly, uh, besides that, I never, the reason I have that uh, opinion is because I never knew anything about Lando. Mm-hmm. I knew he like helped them in the older movies and then he showed up once in the newer ones and besides that, I'm like, who is Lando and so in Solo that was one of my favorite aspects of that film was seeing more of this like pimped out Lando so if we can continue down that vein I'll be more than happy I'm excited to see how they play this one out. I've also wouldn't mind seeing. So we learned in the rise of Skywalker that Lando and Luke were to pair it up for a time looking for Jedi relics, Sith relics, things like that. So I wouldn't mind seeing maybe that play out. 
in a certain way. Maybe that's something that one of the reasons, another reason that they're looking to maybe get a hold of a, a younger Luke Skywalker, Skywalker actor, because you just can't sustain that CGI on the budget that they're going to have. But I'm very interested to see that too. I wouldn't mind seeing something like that, but I am excited that they, that it's a possible multiple timeline and we get to see both old and young Lando. It should be interesting. Yeah, that's pretty cool. All right. Another mystery show. We've only got a couple, couple, we got two more shows left and then a couple movies to touch on, but the, the next show, a big mystery in a couple of ways for the most part is the series Acolyte. So this series is kind of straying differently as far as timeline goes. Um, it's described as a mystery thriller, which will be a female-led show, is what female-centric show, which is cool. And it will be take place near the end of the High Republic, which is currently being introduced into the universe by through a series of novels called The High Republic, which mm-hmm. is, I guess the best way to describe it is young Yoda is a part of this story, these the High Republic. So a lot of indications, people are putting a lot of rumors that imply that maybe you'll see a young Palpatine sometime during this show, maybe his master, if they keep, you know, Darth Plagueis. So you might see that. I'm honestly just thrilled for this show. This is one that I'm low key, super excited about and yet very worried for, because I think this will set the tone because this is going to be the first live action, anything or series of any kind outside of novels that are going to touch on this high Republic. And I think that this is a, they have a, a very cool opportunity with the high Republic being posed as what we've always known in the Star Wars world as the the old Republic, right? So Mm. I'm really interested to see how they play this out. I want them to do well because there are some amazing stories that come from this High Republic era. And so I want it to go well. I would love to see a young Palpatine. I would love to see a Darth Plagueis. I would love to see how that plays out, but that doesn't fit with the fact that they've talked about this being a female heavy show. So if the leads are female, I don't know how that would tie in directly, but I still think maybe we could have a cameo of young Palpatine Plagueis, maybe an earlier apprentice of Plagueis. Maybe this is where, you know, Palpatine takes over as a new apprentice. Who knows? But I think there's so many rumors and so little information that it's hard to know where this show's going. But I think because of the the logo and what the implication of this show could be, it's low-key one that I'm most excited for besides Ahsoka and Obi-Wan, just because of what it could be and what time frame it takes place in. Yeah, I don't really have much to add. There's only so much you can know about this one. Um, yeah. But I do kind of touching on what JJ said. I'm excited for them to get something good that's so separate from all the stuff that we know now. Because I, the little bit that I've heard of the Old Republic, I would love for them to want to venture into that. So... Also, do we know what an acolyte is? I can't think of it off the top of my head for some reason. The only time I've heard it is attached to Sith, so a Sith acolyte. My understanding is they called. So when you saw in the Rise of the Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, if I remember rightly, don't hold me to this. This is not one that I've I haven't studied this movie inside and out, but. I believe that they, at some point, Palpatine called all of those weird hooded figures at the end yeah. that were on that planet. He called them acolytes. But the the term acolyte in the Star Wars universe and my, everything that I've heard has always referred to the Sith. And there is a reference one in the description of this show. It talks about the rising dark, tide of the dark side. So my understanding is this will have a tie to the dark side of the force and the Sith itself in general. Um, but it will play out in some sort of mystery thriller style of show. All right. Yeah. That sounds honestly, Mr. 
mystery thriller. And I was going to say, I mean, yeah, there is a lot to be cautious about. You can't fuck up. Yeah. Young Yoda. What about Mace Windu? Would he be in that? I guess. In that I realm? think he'd still be too young because uh, or he wouldn't be because he was I don't they didn't say how old he was, but Yoda's 900 years old when he dies. And so at this point, I believe if I read correctly, he's so and in the prequels, he's like 860 or something like that. Yeah. So I believe if I read correctly, this will take a place 100 years before episode four. Um, okay. So you're talking a 30 year gap between roughly a 30 year gap between the start of the trilogy trilogy, the start of the prequel trilogy and the start of and a new hope. So you've got a roughly 30 year gap there. So you're 70 years in advance of that of the prequel trilogy. So again, depending on how old Palpatine is, which no one, you don't really know. They've never actually come out and said how old Palpatine is at the end of the the trilogy. So you just don't know. He may not even be involved in this at all, but I have, there's been casting rumors that they're, they've talked about. There's a casting rumor from someone, and this is all rumor that Bill Skarsgård, mm. they're looking at Bill Skarsgård to possibly play a young Palpatine at <laughs> some point, which I think is great. Cause I love yeah. Bill Skarsgård. That guy's Me fucking too. crazy. If you can have it as Palpatine, <laughs> yeah. I'm in. I like that dude. So that that is one casting rumor. So, but I don't know how much truth there is to it, and I don't know before this show because they didn't say anything about it. In all of Star Wars, have we even seen Darth Plagueis or what's his name again? No, Darth Plagueis was in a book. There was a book that was in the. It's a Legends canon now so it's the old canon it was the one of the last books that was published before the canon was wiped out call and it was called Plagueis and it told told how Plagueis found Palpatine on Naboo it told about Plagueis he was a he kind of lived a double life kind of very similar to what Plagueis what Palpatine did Palpatine. he was a, a merchant a very wealthy merchant by day and he was of course an underworld guy with the Sith a Sith Lord at, at, by night or you know in, in different circles and he recruits talks about his master how he killed his master and then he recruited Palpatine later on so it's a very interesting book but it's not canon anymore now wouldn't be surprising if they pulled that back in because again it was very close to the time that Disney took over Star Wars and wiped the slate clean for for canon so just like uh, the Obi-Wan show the more we can get of the dark side I would love to see same here all right the last of the TV shows is we've mentioned it a couple times Jay's talked about it it's called a droid story it is an animated series it will feature R2-D2 and C-3PO and they will meet and guide a new hero and that's what we know about it so there will be a new hero character introduced and it will be about these two lovely pair of droids that will be helping a new hero i don't know time frames i don't know where or when it will take place but that is the 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 sentence of synopsis that we have for a droid story i wonder if it sorry go ahead oh (laughs) you might not want me to go first jay I was, uh, I was just gonna say i wonder if this new hero is a droid could be that'd be, could that'd be. be interesting so out of all the i don't know this might rub people the wrong way but out of all this new stuff we've said a lot of ha- excitement but this is definitely the one i'm least excited for <laughs> it reminds me of the clone wars because every so often you'll get like a droid episode that just feels like filler yeah i feel like that's what this feels like to me too so it'll be kind of fun i'll still watch it but it's not my most favorite <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I'm disappointed <laughs> now to 
hear that it's animated. I thought it would be a full-on CGI mm-hmm. film of a droid, uh, and I was hoping it would be like following, like out of all the droids in the Star Wars universe that you know of, I mean, who would you love to follow? We've already followed C-3PO, which speaking of, after watching uh, episode one and then watching like the new trilogy in the last one, some miracle happens and he's like, oh, thank the maker. And I'm like, thank Anakin? Thank, so Anakin, thank Darth yeah. Vader. Yeah, okay. Isn't that funny? Um, but yeah, I mean, we could follow even R2's story because I feel like he has a much bigger story than just Skywalker. He's been around before that. Yep. Um, I don't know, but uh, I was excited. I'm still excited. I want to see what they can do with it. I don't know. I got to figure out a way. I got to start watching Clone Wars, man. I got to get into these yeah, these yeah. Uh, these anim- these animated ones. As soon as I finish the, the old trilogy, that's where I'm at now. I watched the prequel, the last trilogy. Now I got to tie it all in and then I can go check out the nice. animated series. Yeah, and I, I'm with you. And I, I'm not, this one's like, it. I hate to say that I'm not excited because I'm excited for anything Star Wars. I mean, that's yeah. just me. And I love R2-D2. Like, uh, besides, like Ahsoka has become one of my favorite characters characters but r2 is like everywhere in my life dude like this guy's all over my room all over my game room i mean he's all over my phone like i love r2d2 and i love the pairing of r2 and c3po they crack me up Mm -hmm. that whole dynamic that they have has always been very fun and very uh, lively but i do have a feeling that this one's going to be geared 100 towards children one Mm -hmm. thing about these animated shows clone wars rebels the movie itself for clone wars like that introductory two episodes like the two part movie is very directed towards kids to the point that it's almost not very good other than you need to be introduced to the rest of the series but the longer that that series went on throughout its seven seasons the heavier the material got and while they would have some lighter episodes and it was always great for kids no matter what there were some very adult themes that started to play out through the animated series and that continued with rebels rebels had some very adult themes and very serious moments and some dark times and so it wasn't just geared towards kids like adults like myself could find some real value out of it besides oh it's just more star wars stuff like i was like wow they did a really good job with these animated Mm -hmm. i have a feeling with it being into ian's point that the droid only episodes that they've had in these shows you can tell are 100 for kids and to lighten the mood like it's mm-hmm. not i mean and the content's not heavy it's just how do we make this entertaining and fun and i i'm all for that but i don't know how jacked i can get for a whole series yeah just sure. that i'm also it, it should be interesting to see who the new hero is if it is another droid if it's some new character that we we get to see so i mean a lot of things could happen that might change my mind about it but it's certainly not the one i'm most excited for but so, uh, that's what I've always heard about the animated series is that they're actually pretty heavy, which is why I'm kind of looking forward to getting into them. But yeah, it sounds like a Toy Story. And even the Toy Story is a good movie. And sure. if it's from a certain point of view, like from a droid's point of view, I want to see it. Yeah. Um, but if it's if it's if it's, you know, I don't know. It depends on how it's done. If it's for kids, I'm happy it'll be for kids. I just hope that they do it in a good way, like a Toy Story was done, basically. And I don't know who's I don't know who's show running for this one. I they didn't say. So if it's Filoni, I always have faith in what he does. If it's not, I just don't know. But I like I said, I'll watch it and I'm excited for it just because it's Star Wars stuff and I do love R2. So I'm excited to to hear the little I bit. love all droids, man. I'm like the They're opposite fun. of Mando. Yeah. <laughs> all right so we talked about all the tv shows that they've announced up to this point and i know this is a tv podcast but i want to touch a little bit on the movies as well the first movie that was announced was rogue squadron and i was really jacked about this when i first heard about it and i don't i'm still excited but i don't know how excited i am now that i've heard a little bit more about it so it was it'll be released christmas of 2023 it'll be the next feature film that we get in the star wars universe it's helmed by patty jenkins which i was really excited about until this past weekend when i watched the, <laughs> the most recent one 
Wonder Woman. That movie was such a letdown that I can't help but go, really? Don't screw this up, Patty. So she'll be, it'll be the first, which uh, one thing that is exciting, she's the first female director involved in the Star Wars universe. And she did make the first Wonder Woman, which I did enjoy. So I'm hoping that she finds a balance between the two. She has stated, I am excited too, because she stated that her father was a fighter pilot and she always wanted to do, she's always had a dream of doing a movie centered around fighter pilots and dogfights and that kind of, but so for me, the thought of someone that has tie-ins to that world and want to make a film about it using X-Wings, I'm all in, right? Like, I think that's cool as hell. My, the thing that has me worried is I first thought when I heard Rogue Squadron, I'm like, oh, shit, that has to be during the first trilogy, the original trilogy time, because what they used to do, Rogue, the Rogue Squadron, there was a series of books in the old extended universe, the old canon called the Rogue Squadron. And that was led by Wedge Antilles, who was the guy that was always there with Luke. When he was flying the X-Wings and both the start, like he was always the guy that was, he was in the, in the pit with Luke and he gets shot, but not destroyed. And Luke says, you can't do any more. Get out, do good back there. Get out of here. So he doesn't actually get shot down by Vader right before Han comes in and saves the day and shoots Vader out of there. That's the guy that's Wedge Antilles. And he led Rogue Squadron. So I was like, oh shit, we're going to get the the Rogue Squadron Wedge Antilles. But what I've heard recently is that this is actually going to take place in the time frame of the sequel trilogy. So Ray and the John Boyega stuff, like the most recent trilogy is what I heard that this will take place from. And I just go, ah, I don't know how I feel about that. Because for me, I hear Rogue Squadron and my brain immediately goes to that time frame. So when you pull me to the way far in the future, I'm like, it doesn't compute to me. And that's a me thing. Not saying this movie won't be great, but that's my fear. I'm not a huge fan of the fact that it might be taking place in that time frame. So I've got to tell you, JJ, this was the one that I want. I, like, I want, this is the one that got me most excited, especially like playing the old Rogue Squadron games, you know? Yes. And as a fighter, mm-hmm. yeah. Because... Ah, but hearing what you're saying, my hopes are feeling dashed. I know. (laughs) know. I'm a little nervous about it now, but this is the one that I was most excited for um, because I really want to see a dogfighting X-Wing TIE fighter movie because that just sounds sick. Oh, yeah. I'll keep my fingers crossed. I don't know what else to say. (laughs) I guess there might be a reason why they did the the jump because maybe if they would have, I don't know, maybe. I'm just saying, if they're going to do a dogfighting movie, now that you tell me that this is a feature film and not a show or a Disney Plus movie or whatever, if they want to make it very cinematic, you can't really go back to what the X-Wings were doing in the 70s or, or, or you know, back whenever they made those films from what JJ's talking about. If you bring it into this new age where we see all this new shit, like even uh, when I was watching The Last Jedi and they can traffic him warp, warp speed and it was like, yeah, they can just do that now. So I feel like you're going to see some cool ass weapons and they're gonna be like yeah we can do that now fuck it <laughs> it's for dogfighters and it's a new age so they're a lot better than they were or at least i hope they'll take it that way but i really 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 want it to be in the original trilogy's timeline because i want to see wedge antilles i want to see and they have said that it's about a new group of fighter pilots being introduced into this squadron and how they're they're growing up within this rogue squadron and becoming these new fighter pilots and i'm like there's so much opportunity to tie this into such a cool time in the universe mm-hmm. i'll still love it i'll still enjoy because i love the concept of an x-wing dog fighting movie i just would 
my preference would be for the the original timeline instead of the New Republic timeline. But True. we'll get what we get, and I'll enjoy it because it's got Star Wars attached, and it's fucking excellent, dude. If I could just give one suggestion to Patty Jenkins, it would be go to Amazon wherever you need to to get as far back in the consoles as they go. Play the video games. Play yeah. those motherfucking video games until you're completely done. There's even a new one like on the PS4 for like Roach uh, Squadron. Uh-huh. Something. And those are always been the best dog. Like, you know, I remember that in Star Fox were like <laughs> the good dog fighting games. So, you know, start there and I think you'll end up with a good movie. Okay. So finally, there's one last movie to talk about. And this is Taika Waititi's new untitled film. There is very, very, almost nothing is known about this film. I don't have it written down. Yeah. It, it, it was, it was announced during the call, but they didn't even give a logo. Well, they didn't even, they didn't put it with the rest of the logos and the shows and stuff because there's no name for it. There's no release date for it. All we know is that Taika Waititi is directing it and writing it, which, first of all, that alone excites me. Yeah. Because there's been nothing that he's done that I haven't enjoyed. The, the man's a fucking weird-ass genius, and I love him for it. The thing that is interesting to me is the one logo that they did show, and it could be very placeholder, but it just was, it's in Star Wars, but it looked like the old Ben-Hur movie logo. <laughs> And so my brain goes, that's like old school shit. So are we going back to the old Republic? Like, is he going to be the first that's like high, the new high, you know, the high Republic, whatever it is, is he going to get to touch on very early world Star Wars? Because that's what that, when I saw this logo, it looked old school. Like you're going back to the beginnings of maybe some of this storylines, which would be really cool. And he'd be a fun one to do it, but it could just be him being a goofball and creating this logo that just looks really funny because that's the kind of shit that he would do. And I did you guys see his tweet that he put out recently about his movie? Like somebody tweeted at him saying, I can't wait for your movie. And he Disney Pote tweeted about Taika Waititi making this movie, get ready for an un- unforgettable ride. And he goes, or you know, he says, what? Ugh, as a longtime fan of Star Wars, I'm so angry about what I'm about to do to ruin it. <laughs> and I was like, that is such a Taika Waititi thing to say. So, yeah, we know but, nothing about it, but I'm excited to have him touch some Star Wars. He's the perfect guy, man. And honestly, even if it does do what you're saying, you know, from Jojo Rabbit, we know he's somebody that can play with history in a great way. Mm-hmm. So I have such faith in him and, uh, you know, everything he's done. What we do in the shadows, the hunt for the, what was it, hunt for wilderness with the mm-hmm. kid from uh, Deadpool 2. Yep. Everything that he does, man, everything he touches. Jojo Rabbit was my favorite movie, like not even of the year. It might be one of my favorite movies of all time. It's a great he is one. a brilliant writer. He's done great in The Mandalorian, the episodes that he directed on that. And even just being in the droid was pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so yeah, if, if, if it has a Ben-Hur feel to it, I could see him easily doing something something like you're like you're talking about i would be very excited to see that i love taiko itt it's yeah all right well that's what hey man we've covered it boys that was a an hour 20 minutes of talking through star wars it was a lot of fun i'm excited for everything coming man i i'm just tickled you know how i feel about star wars so this right now is i I was talking to mason after last week when he was with us and i was like it is a it's a great it's a fine time for star wars yes (laughs) to steal a phrase from one of my favorite youtube channels the those guys and dads are funny oh yeah, I know what you're saying. Kind of a dark time. 
Yeah. All right, boys. Well, that's Star Wars. We've been talking to this forever. I want to thank those that have tuned in. We had quite a few listeners for there for a while. Thanks for all the comments, uh, the saying hi. If you want to listen again to more of our episodes, you can go. We have our link here on the screen. What's our verdict.com is our website. Again, you can listen to us wherever podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Ghana. They're everywhere. We're all over the place. What's our verdict TV. You can also listen to our sister podcast, the What's Our Verdict Movies. We review new and old movies. We just reviewed Wonder Woman 1984. So watch for that review. If you have seen it and you're a fan, you may not want to listen to it. We're not very kind to that movie, unfortunately. So I can tell you this, just from the trailers, I was like, what the fuck? A cheetah woman? Like what's going on here? Yeah, it, there's a lot to I mean, the cheetah is a big villain in the comics for her, but it just, man, it's yeah. Anyway, listen to the review. If you want to hear about it, go check it out. It, it's a fun time. We, we kind of get after that movie a little bit, but uh, yeah. So come find us. You can also interact with us here on Facebook at what's our verdict. We're also on Instagram and Twitter also at what's our verdict. Please let us know if you want to want us to watch a show or talk about a different show. We're happy to do that. There's some great shows coming up starting next month, very soon, a couple weeks from Marvel as well that I'm sure we'll cover. But for now, lean into the movies and let us know what you want us to watch or review. We'd be happy to do so. We appreciate you tuning in. And uh, guys, I would say at this point, we will catch you on the next one. So long. See ya.